Thank you for choosing this sermon by R.J. Shope at New Heights Fellowship Baptist Church of East Toledo. I hope you get something out of it. R.J.'s talking about making God our first priority. Donate some of 
get them back. Not gonna happen. Um, team leader meeting today after service. There will be a small break for the van to run and for Pastor Dan to make it here. Um, but then we will have team leader meeting in the cafeteria. Um, there's something else I was gonna announce and I lost it. Any other announcements? Team leaders? Anybody? No. Nikki, will you open us in prayer, please? Sure. <laughs> uh, Father God, we just thank you for bringing us all together in this building today, Lord. We thank you for the sun. Lord, we thank you for how your spirit's going to move today, Lord. We thank you for the word that's going to be brought forth through RJ today. Lord, and again, we just thank you for everything that you're doing, that you're going to do. Lord, we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, these next two songs are from the hymnal, so we're going to go back a little bit. We've modernized the instrumentation, just so it's not just piano. But feel free to stand up and sing. You don't have to wait for somebody to make you stand up. All right. I don't know. 
inspired them this week, something they read, something they heard, something they did, some story or whatever, anybody.
I actually see myself going into new heights. Um, goals that I've had on my list for probably about 15 years, I never attempted to accomplish. I was easily discouraged and um, I actually, um, in the last, especially in the last couple weeks, have really um, been moving forward with my goals. So, uh, and sometimes it's all about who you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with people that constantly tell you you can't do it, you won't do it, you'll start to believe it. So if you surround yourself with positive people that are continually telling you that you can be better, do better, you are better than what the world tells you, you'll continue to do better. So continue to be encouraged this week. I was encouraged. Um, and I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm very thankful for my church family because they have truly encouraged me to do and be better. And I feel like I am a lot better than I was before I came here. So that's due to us. This is our church family. Aaron. Uh, earlier this week, I was listening to a song called Be Somebody by Casper And there's a line in there that says, uh, We all want to be somebody who want to go, but not that far. talks about is uh, the belt of truth in the book. It's, it's, it says it's, it starts off with standing firm and it says having girded your loins with the belt of truth. Something like that. I could read it but I'm not going to. It's talking about the belt of truth but actually back then they didn't have belts. They, when you're talking about the Roman soldiers it's like, like a, you know, anybody notice these UPS guys, the FedEx guys got the big belt, the power lifters, they got this big white belt, mm-hmm. right? Got a thing to cinch up the back. I don't know. Some some of you that have weak backs. I'm not raising my hand, but anyway. Um, something to help strengthen it, help strengthen your core. It ties up everything. It says uh, uh, gird your loins with the belt of truth, and uh, that's what Nikki was talking about. Surrounding herself with people that encourage her. Uh, Aaron listening to songs and, and, and the words of the song 
and I can't remember them. I know the song, but I can't remember them. What he, what he says is, is the belt of truth. In other words, tucking things in that will make you stronger. Okay? It's, it's, it's hitching up yourself to make your back stronger. Uh, standing firm on the truth. What's in here of God? And we just sang one, Victory in Jesus. And uh, that's talking about God had a plan. The plan was for God to send His only Son to die on the cross because He didn't want to kill us. He didn't want to, he didn't want to destroy us. He had every right to because of the sin that was in the world. He had every right to, but He chose His Son to nail to a tree for our sins to make Him the justifier for us. We're, we're, we're justified because of that, because Jesus took our place. And, 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 and the thing is, if, if, if we listen to the world, like Nicky said, we listen to the world and all the discouragements and the distractions that bring ourselves in, secular music, with some of it's good, some of it ain't, but t- listening to those words and building a strong foundation, which is our core, which I talked to my daughter about because she has... What's, not, what's the best thing for us? A, a weak stomach? I mean, a, a weak back? A strong stomach. The opposite muscle. So if you work on your core with those truths of God's Word and live within those truths, you'll be a better person because of what Jesus did. Because of what God, that was God's plan. That's what, when you think about it, think about this. The Israelites, God's chosen people, Went out. They was in Egypt. He, he brought them out, right? And what did they do? They said, "We want. We, we appreciate God, but we're going to start doing this and this and this and this." They listened to the world, watching the world. They didn't live within the truths of God, and then and then they went astray, and stuff happened, and blah blah blah. I'm down the line. The rest of the box. It's not blah blah blah. But what I'm saying is, they didn't live within those truths, and then, and then God had a plan anyway. That plan was Jesus. We live within those truths, within the, the disciplines that our pastor talks about, do, doing those things, reading the Bible, reading God's Word to us, and, and find that group of people, that, that little sphere of, uh, of, of world that we, can't ha- we can control, not that we can control, that God, God has for us. We're justified just as if we didn't do it. And we'll, we'll have a better life. Because what does it say, Michael? You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That truth is right in here. It's what God did for us. The truth is in the gospel, the truth is in the whole body. And that's what we need to build on to make our strong stomach, so to speak. So, kind of cool. We kind of fit together. I don't know if I explained it, but it's all up here, but I can't fit it up. Good? Uh, I'm going to ask my son, Michael, if you would, uh, not open us up, but uh, pray for us. Thank God for, for the inspiration he gives us, uh, his word and different things, stories, music, everything, and uh, bless the tide off. Father God, I want to thank you for this time again to come together worship you. God, I want to thank you for the way you inspire us, where we can music, people, your word, uh, whatever it may be. God, as you do the tithe offering and collecting, that you use it for your benefit and your will. God, as again, bless our time together. You, RJ, to bring the message. You, the teachers, that teach the little ones. 
Pastor Hakeem away. And come back to the you and meet later. And again, bless our time together. In Jesus' name, Amen.
the good news is I don't expect this to take very long. Um, holy cow. Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Not yet, Tommy. <laughs> um, so, who in this room has set goals and actually pushed as hard as they possibly can? Could be in anything. Football. I know that's one of the big ones. Wrestling now. So, now how many people who would admit that they have goals that they set and then they just kind of let it go. So, as Christians, we're supposed to follow God. We're supposed to keep Him at the forefront of our life. And we all know that that's not easy. Especially when we have other people in our lives that constantly get in our way. Um... Lately, over the last week, I've been trying to get a lot of the house projects that I've been just putting off and putting off. I've been trying to get a lot of them done. I actually have accomplished quite a bit, which makes me feel good. But in doing that, I was able to get a lot of my house projects done that I've been constantly putting off. But I wasn't focusing on God through any of it. I was so worried on getting my flooring completely finished, getting my kids' bedrooms fixed because their lights wouldn't work right. And then I had to fix the floor in my bathroom, which I'm in the process of doing now. I have all this stuff that I was trying to do in my house, but yet, through all of that, I felt good because I was actually, I felt like I was getting something done. I felt like I was accomplishing something, which is great. However, come Friday night, I realized I'm preaching today. And I'm like, oh crap, I haven't even started because I was so busy with trying to get other stuff done and I just I completely forgot because all this other stuff kept getting in my way of what was important and that is my time with God and I came to realize that that how easy that actually is when we get so busy at in our jobs in our houses with our children that we forget to focus on God I mean, yeah, we're here Sundays, we focus on God on Sundays when either Dan or I are up here preaching. Woohoo, that's one day a week. But we should be doing it every day. We should be making an intentional decision every single day to put God first. You don't have to, I'm not saying you have to block out this specific time, but I mean, if that's what it takes, that's what it's going to take. So we have to remember that and like I said, I'm just I'm talking to myself here because I, I felt really, I guess you can say convicted because I felt really great about myself because I was getting all this stuff done in my house that I've been meaning to get done forever. So I was feeling really good and then come Friday I was like, oh man, this is going to be interesting. I have to write a sermon for Sunday and I haven't really even started. And then, of course, spiritual attacks started and I started getting down like, man, why, I, why do I even bother? So... You, can, you see how easy it is to get so sidetracked with stuff you have in your life or people you have in your life that you forget to put God first and then that's when Satan really comes in and all the evil spirits come in and that's when they really start setting in because you failed to put God first and they make that known that you, yeah, look at all this stuff you did but look at where you failed God and that's kind of how I was feeling. I'm like, you know, I got a lot of stuff done. Cool, great, but I've 
failed at what I was told I was going to do, I told somebody I was going to do. So, it, I just, I guess, I, I guess in a way I, I feel convicted because I've, I failed to put God first through my entire week because I was so busy with other stuff in my job. So, A, I'm repenting because I shouldn't have done that. I should not have let other stuff in my life get in the way of what God has in plan for me. Um, but there's a movie I've seen, and I've seen this movie a few times. It's Facing the Giants. It's a phenomenal movie. I love the movie. <laughs> Charlie knows. But there's a specific scene in this movie that when I was... Friday night when I was laying down for bed, I was scrolling through Facebook a little bit, not doing what I should have been doing, and it's writing my sermon. I said I was scrolling through Facebook, and I saw this clip from the movie, and it really, it really hit me hard because that's when I really realized how how easy and how simple it is to get put down. You can start it, Tommy. Keep going. It hurts. 
I want you guys to keep that clip in your mind while we go to Hebrews chapter 12. Woo-hoo! It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and let the sin that so easily entangles or it says, let, let the, and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So, as we get saved and as we start growing in Christ, we need to realize that there are things in our life that are going to get in our way. There are people, even, in our lives that are going to get in our way. And this can be probably the hardest thing as a Christian, and that is letting some of that stuff go. Or, what could even be worse, is letting people in your life go because they will hold you back. 
me, I feel really passionate to work with younger kids because I, I didn't have a lot of inspiration. I didn't have a lot of push in my life when I was younger, and I feel if I would have had more of that, I would have been able to do. I would have had a little bit better feeling about myself. So, you cannot let people get in your way. If you have a friend that always wants you to do what's contradictory to God or always wants you to do stuff that you just don't like doing that you know you and they know you don't like doing then you need to just cut that person off and that could be the hardest thing because I had to cut my family out for a while because that's all they wanted to do I got over getting drunk on weekends I got over the party life and I that's not who I wanted to be anymore I wanted to be a better person. I wanted to I wanted to grow in God. I wanted to live for God. I didn't know what that looked like at the time, but that's what I wanted. So you have to cut that stuff off. You can't you can't stick around and let people beat you in the ground because you're not going to get anywhere that way. All that's going to do is make you a, a bitter person. And then in um Verse 2, it says, Fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfect, the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before Him, He endured the cross, scoring its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God, or the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus had to die on a cross. He had to die on a cross so we can be saved. That is something I don't think there's a single person on the face of this planet who would be able to go through that. And not only go through, go through it willingly. Because Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew that's how he was going to die. And he did it willingly because it was what the Father wanted. I, I understand that we all have our, our hobbies, our fun things, video games, sports. We all have it. I like, I like stuff. There's stuff I like doing other than a lot more than other things. But we can't let that get in our way of what God wants. We need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and focused on Him all the time. Is watching TV a sin? No. Is playing video games a sin? No. Is playing board games a sin? No. None of that stuff is sin. But we need to be really, really careful because if we let that stuff get in the way of how... We spend our time with God. That's when it becomes sin. And Satan will use that against us. I like, I've gotten into magic and I like playing it. I like playing it a lot. It's fun. And, it, and Sherry made a statement a while ago, it sucks you in. And it really does. And it's, but it's a fun game. It's no harm. I mean, it's, it's fun. But when on Thursday night comes, when Dan asked me to write a sermon, and Thursday night comes, I'm playing a game of magic instead of writing a sermon, that's sin. Because I knew that there was something that I was supposed to do that was God telling me that I should be doing this, and instead I didn't. Now, playing a game of magic, there's nothing wrong with that. But I decided to put that before God. So when you, when you go to bed, and you flip your TV on to binge watch Netflix or play a video game. You need to ask yourself, what have I done today to specifically spend time with God? And if the answer is nothing, you better turn that TV off. 
or you better turn that video game off and you better make sure you're spending time with God every day. Even if you don't get the chance to play your game or watch your TV show. You need to make sure that you are spending time with God every day. And then in verse 3 it says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that we will not grow weary and lose heart. We have God to look to as an example. We have what Jesus did on the cross to look to as an example. Is there anyone in this room that could carry a cross? What, how many miles was... I mean, a very long way. While they're getting beat, spit on, pushed. I, I know I couldn't. I, I will guarantee you I couldn't. But... Jesus did. Eventually he did have to give it up because he just physically couldn't. But he didn't give up until he, his body, his fleshly body physically could not anymore. Now think about that. That is how we're supposed to follow God. We're supposed to follow him till we physically cannot do it anymore. Now I'm not saying give up everything you do and just strictly focus on God. Because, I mean, let's just be real. That's not, that's not feasible. We still have to cook our dinner. We still have to clean our house. We still have to maintain our houses, our cars, our jobs. We still have to do that stuff in order to survive. But make an intentional choice to follow God. Don't let everything in your life get in your way of what God has planned. Because that plan that God has is bigger and better than any plan you can make. Part of the reason why I like that movie clip is because if you know where you're going, if you can see where you're going, once you get to a certain point, you'll stop. That's why he blindfolded him. Because he didn't want him to see the yard lines and say, okay, well, I'm at the 20, I'm I'm just going to give up. Because that's what would have happened. Because we set in our mind... I, I like to think of it as, and I tell my kids this all the time because I, I'm not a fan of the words, I can't. And I keep telling them, if you keep telling yourself you can't do it or you can only go so far, that's as far as you're going to go. If you keep telling yourself, oh, well, I'm only going to do this, I'm not going to do anything else, so what, what, is the, what is the point? You just set yourself up for failure. If you're, if you're in a game... In the middle of a game, and you say, "Oh well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna die on this level anyway." So what's the point in trying? You just set yourself up for failure. You are telling yourself you're going to fail. <coughs> but if you tell yourself, "You know what? I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability," and if you fail, hey, at least you try. And that's what I tell my kids all the time. If you fail at something, if you Try and give it 100% and you still fail, you can at least say you tried your best. And that is what I love about that movie clip and that, that scene from the movie. is He didn't ask him to go to a certain yard line. He didn't ask him to do it for a certain period of time. He just said, I want you to give me your best. And I actually did a little bit of research on this. From what I've read, he actually carried that kid 100 yards on his arms and legs. 
because he gave it his best. I don't know if that's true. That's just what I've read. But if that is true, could, could you imagine if he wouldn't have blindfolded him? He'd have gave up because he had already set in his mind that he was going to give up. That's why when he, they were talking about, oh, well, this football team, how strong are they? And it's, we, oh, it don't matter. We're going to lose anyways. Why would you set yourself up for failure like that? You are being your own worst enemy when you do that. Exactly. And when I see that, I see that as God. God's in our face all the time. Come on, you could do this. You get you got this. Just give me your best. But we're too focused on no, I'm only gonna go this far. I'm only gonna do this much. Instead of, okay, I'll just give you my best. I'll give you my all. And like, like I said, the reason why this stuck with me so bad when I saw this Friday is because I looked at all the things I accomplished in my house, and it's a, it's a decent list, and I felt great. I felt like I was accomplishing something. And then when I saw that, I'm like, you know, I really didn't accomplish anything. I didn't, I didn't accomplish anything. I got some stuff done, but I really didn't accomplish anything. I fixed my floor. I fixed my kids' lights. I mean, big deal. That's stuff that has to get done anyways. So I didn't really accomplish anything. I finished some stuff that I, should have, that I started that I should have finished a long time ago, but I didn't really accomplish anything. Because... I didn't give it my I didn't give it all I possibly could. I mean it was a matter of unscrewing a switch to fix my kids' light. And there, there's not really much to it. You want to feel like you're accomplishing something, you go out, you set something, and you follow it as hard as you can. And then when you get there, that is how you accomplish something. When you have when you know the plan God has for you and you go out there and you push forward with everything you've got and you don't give up, that's how you accomplish something. You push and push through everything. Because Satan's going to use every single tactic he can to keep you. And one of the worst things he uses is your own self. Too many times have I seen in my own life how Satan destroy his plans that I make because I just don't want to or because I'm too lazy or I I just feel like well, it's not really that important so I just don't do it that that can't be the case anymore if I know there's something that God has planned for me I need to just go for a while like I said I've I've had the passion to work with younger kids Teenagers, I, I, I love working with younger kids. They give me a headache sometimes, <laughs> but I love working with them. They're, you, I've, I can, I've learned so much from them. It's, it's insane. So for a while, I was just 
just kind of milking it, just kind of doing it. And then a couple weeks ago, I got to the point where I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like this is doing anything. I don't, I'm not doing anything. I was like, you know, if this is something God's put on my heart, and you know what, I need to just run with it. And I've spent a lot of time, not really this week, but last week, writing out plans and coming up with lessons and ideas and stuff that I can do with these kids to help them get to the point to where they can feel like they can accomplish something. I don't want us to be a church that just milks it and just gets by. I want us to be a, I want us to be people that that set goals and we follow through those. You know, Jesus said let your last be yes and your no be no. So if you say yes to something, you need to just do it. And for a while, I struggled with that. I'd, I'd tell people I would do stuff, and it, it, I would do it, but it would take forever. Because I just didn't feel like doing it that day. Or I just didn't, I didn't have time to do it that day. There was a lot of times where I'd say I didn't have time to finish fixing my flooring, and then when I actually finally did it, it took me 25 minutes to finish it. But yeah, I spent weeks saying I, I don't have time. It took me 25 minutes to finish the floor. You have time. You just need to not get in your head that, oh, well, it's not going to get done right now anyway, so I'm just just not going to worry about it. We can't live our life like that. We can't just constantly downgrade ourselves. That's not what God wants for us. That's not how God intended it to be. He gave us Jesus as the example to live forward to, to look at and say, look at what Jesus did. Look at look at the stuff he had to go through. The torture that he had to go through. The mocking from people he thought were his followers. Being betrayed by people he loved. I mean look look at look at what he had to go through. And then look at your life and what you you have to get done in your life. How small does that seem compared to that? How, how small and insignificant does the things in your life that you think you need to get done right now, because it needs to get done right now, then you look to God and realize the plan that He has for you. That is what you need to focus on. Focus on God's plan. The other stuff will just kind of fall in line. I don't know how it works. I wish I could explain to you how it works, but it just does. I mean, if you if you focus on God, things just kind of fall into place. I think it's kind of cool. It's confusing because I don't understand why, but it just kind of falls into place. So if you want to go out and say, <clears throat> sorry, oh, I have to sneeze. Oh man. My allergies have been killing me today. I don't know why. I woke up like that. I was I sneezed like thirty times this morning. It's driving me nuts. But um, anyway, as I was saying, when you get up in the morning and you plan your day out, you need to make intentional choices to make sure to put God first. I mean, in everything. I get told. I've gotten told a few times. I've gotten email from the vice president of Yard saying, hey, good job last week. You did X amount of hours. And I always respond the same. Hey, I'm just doing my job. 
And I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. Look at me. Look what I did. Yeah. No, I'm just doing my job. Doing my job trying to provide for my family. That's all. And the one time he, the one time after he'd seen it multiple times, he emailed me back and he said, there's not anything else? I was like, no. Nope, I just do my job. I was like, I don't, I told him, I don't need, I don't need the praise. I don't, I mean, it's great to have that, but I, I just do my job. Like, I love what I do. So, I need to put that same thought into what God has. I need to, this is my job. Living for Christ is, it's a job. You do the best you possibly can at living for Christ. Because God will be like that coach. He will be in your face yelling at you, come on, you got this. Or if you've ever been in the military, some drill sergeants do that. Some don't, some do. Some are actually really encouraging, but some aren't. Those are the kind of people we need to search for. We need to search for people who are going to influence us, who are going to help us get better. We don't need to search for people who are just going to beat you down. I've had to cut out a lot of friends because that's all they—that's all they did—is they brought me down. I mean, so many times I've—I wanted to go hang out with a friend, and I, I truthfully don't really have a whole lot except the people in this room. I hope. Maybe. Maybe. So so so. Either way, I still love you guys. With whether you don't love me or not, I still love you. And believe me, I I understand that I have my issues. And I struggle with my issues a lot. And I'm telling you, what I need, and I know what others need, is they need people in their lives to help push them forward, to help, help coach them. We all can help each other in here. Every person in this room can help another person. It don't matter if you like the person or not. You can still help them. I mean, let, let's let's be encouraging. Let's let's grow. Not just I don't I don't care about how big our church is. I don't care if the, I don't really care if this was a church of a thousand people. If we're not encouraging anybody, if we're not encouraging people. I mean, then what are we here for? Just to say, hey, good job. That's it. But that, <laughs> that's not enough. You need to constantly be on people. Hey, if you don't, know, like, say, take the Christian Games team. Ron has a big event coming up, and it's just him. Nobody else wants to do it. How, how's that, how's that going to be right? And that's, that's not going to be right, right? I mean,. You, you, you know there's people in the church that have stuff coming up and, it, and they're doing it to serve God and nobody everybody just kind of does this. How, how is that right? Just using that as an example, by the way. I don't think Ron has anything coming up. Just using it as an example. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, but honestly, we all get along pretty well in here. I think that's how we need to be with everybody, though. 
And not just not just the people in this room. Everybody. You love them. You care for them. You show them that you love them. You show them that you're there for them. Even if they're yelling at you. Even if they're in your face. We had an incident a few years ago at the Main Street building with a guy. It don't matter if that if he's if he's hitting you, punching you, beating on you. You just show him love. And you stand there, you take it. I'm not saying in the way of like physical physical harm. You gotta defend yourself, but what's the point in escalating a situation? Except the fact that you get angry and you will, that allows Satan and all his evil spirits to come in. It's not hard to love people. It's not hard to care for people. It's really not. But we make our own decisions and not doing stuff because we're so focused on the stuff in our life. It's time to stop focusing so much on what you have Or, hey, what's going to happen next in this TV episode I'm watching? I love my wife to death, but that drives me insane sometimes. She tells me about a TV show that I have no idea what she's talking about. Because she's watched like 30 episodes without me. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, oh, I can't believe they turned it off of air. It's just a TV show. (laughs) It's really just a TV show. I mean... Don't worry about that. You need to worry about the plan God's made. And if you don't know the plan God's made, you need to make sure you're putting in 100% to find that plan. That's why I titled the sermon 100. You can't be 90-10. You can't be 50-50. You're either in it or not. There, There is no, I'm going to stand right here on this and then I'm going to put one foot over here. You can't, you can't be like that. You can't be on the fence. Either you're in it or you're not. And that's, that's the way the Bible puts it. You're, you're in it or you're not. You can't be on the fence. So if you're, if you're serious about following God and you're serious about living a Christ-like life, then you need to be in it 100%. The things that you have to do and get done will just fall into place. It's the strangest thing because it it really is. I don't understand how that works, but it does. I mean, that's just the power of God. When you put him, when you put him first, the things just kind of fall into place. Just stop focusing on so much stuff. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the finances. Don't worry about the house falling apart. Don't worry about the giant hole in your bathroom floor. I fell through my floor getting out of the shower. It was kind of hilarious. It was it was rather funny. <laughs> I stepped out of my shower and my foot went boop. I'm like, well, this sucks. So that's, that's what I've been dealing with in my house. But I can't put that before God. Yeah, it's got to get done. It's got to get fixed. I can't leave a hole this big in my bathroom floor. It makes getting in and out of my shower kind of complicating. So it's got to get fixed. It's got to get done. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Make it very interesting, slipping and falling. 
<laughs> wow, Tommy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, stuff. It, 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 it'll get done. But I can't let that get in my way. I can't let that get in my way of what God has planned. And my vision that I've been having about the youth and all that, it, I've been trying to get it out, and it, it won't. I'm I'm so excited about it, but yet I still got other stuff getting my way. And that's not how we have to be a hundred percent in. So if you're not a hundred percent in, I'm asking you to commit to be a hundred percent. You give it your best. You give it your all. Because God is. He's like our, He's like our coach. He doesn't want us to fail. God God didn't create us to fail. He created us to be somebody. And I like the song that Aaron said. I love that song. That's one of my favorite one of my favorite TFK songs. Because it's true. We we gotta be we we are meant to be somebody. But you can't let yourself hold you back. So and kind of in a way of closing, I just want you guys to look in your life, see what you have. Look at what you have. Look at where you're at in your life. Look at all the great things God's done in your life. You, you can look in hundreds and hundreds of great things God's done in your life. Then you've got to ask yourself, why am I not putting Him first if this is what He's done? I, I, I'm committing myself to not only put 100% into following God, but into everything. If I'm going to commit to something, I want to I want to do it. So if I'm going to commit to something, I I want to do it. I want to get it done. Usually, like I said, I get it done. It just takes a while. I'm not. I don't want to be like that anymore. I want to be. I want to be the best person I can be in Christ. I think that's how we all should be. You be the best person you possibly can be in Christ. And then let everything else fall in place. I'm not saying it's an easy road. I'm not saying that it's all just going to be stars and stripes because it's not. We are just people. We make mistakes. Don't say I can't do it. You you go out there and you try. And if you can't, you can't. But at least you can say you tried. Because me, I don't think a loss is going out giving a hundred percent and not doing it. Take a, take a football game, easiest thing I can think of. Two teams go out, or we had a basketball tournament at the camp I went to, and. Me and the other camp counselor that was with me, he kept telling our team, here's the deal. I don't care if you win or lose. I don't even want you guys to look at the scoreboard. I just want you to go give me everything you can. And they went, they played, they won. They went, they played, they won. And then when they got to the semifinals, they lost by one point. And they were, they were defeated. They were, they were beat. But one of the things I had to tell them is I was like, here's the thing. You guys went out there and gave it everything you possibly could, right? And they're like, yeah. Well, they're like, yeah, we tried. We tried real hard. And I'm like, you guys just lost by one point to a team 
that the three games they won, they won by over 30 points. I was like, and you guys are getting mad because you lost by one? I was like, you had the lead for a while. I was like, they've never, ever been under. They've always, every team they played, they won by at least 30 points. Because I mean, they had really good basketball players. And our team didn't have but two good basketball players out of the seven. They were like me. I'm halfway decent. But they went out there and they played hard. I was like, and that that's that's what we need. Just play hard. Don't give up until you physically can't. When you're living for Christ, you don't give up until you your body physically will not let you anymore. And the only time that happens is when you're dead. Because even in your deathbed, you can still live for Christ. So I'm not. I'm gonna close this out in prayer, and then we can have the music team come out. And then all I'm asking is for a commitment to just. Put the other stuff away for a while and focus on God. And then, like I said, this is something I need to do in my own life because I've caught myself doing it way too many times. Like, like I said, especially over this last week, I got so wrapped up in the stuff I had to do in my house that I just kind of threw God away and said, no, I'm, I'm, I got this other stuff to do. You go away for a minute. And that, that hurts me because I look at what Jesus did. Like, I look back now and look back what Jesus did and it's like if he had to go through that and he still didn't put God away or put him to the side and say no I gotta, I gotta take care of this first what the heck am I doing like, I, I can't do that not if, not if I have to try to be like Christ I, mean, I can't I can't throw God away because I have dishes to do or dogs to take care of. Yay, dogs. I can't, I can't push God away from that. I gotta find a time. I don't care how. I don't, I don't care at this point what it takes. I need to make sure every single day I'm intentionally spending time with Christ. Every day. Not just on Sundays and Tuesdays, every day. I mean, block out a schedule of time if you have to. Just make sure you're spending time with God. Don't let the devil get in your way. You, you are a Christian. If you're a Christian, you are meant to follow Christ. And you are meant to do it with all of your heart, mind, and soul. Don't let everything else get in your way. You look to Christ as your example. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this time. Uh, I want to thank you for allowing me to do this. Even though there's the struggles I have. Um, God, I just want to thank you for giving me the strength to do this. Giving me the courage to do this. Because... As of yesterday morning, I didn't think I was going to. And I hope that, um, I pray that you forgive me for 
not putting you first, God, because I failed to put you first, and that's wrong, and I know it's wrong. And I pray that everyone in the church forgives me because I'm just a human. I made mistakes, and I I will fully admit when I made a mistake, and I did. And God, just repent. I I'm letting you know right now that I'm. I'm not going to be that person that's just kind of on the fence. I'm, I'm in it. I don't, I don't want to look back anymore. I don't want to get beat down anymore. I just want to be in it 100%. And I pray, Lord, that everyone else is, they, they feel the same way, that, you know, we're, we're followers of you, we're followers of Jesus, and if we're not in it for 100%, then we don't need to be in it at all. And Jesus had to die on the cross, and He was in it. Because if He wasn't, we wouldn't have our Savior. And it just it—it's complicated. I just—I just don't understand. But God, I know the examples that the Bible says. I know that there's stuff that I have to do, and so I'm going to commit myself. And I hope that there's others that do the same. That just put You first in everything. And make sure that every single day, no matter what it takes, that we are spending intentional time with you. And even if it's just for a few moments, just at least some kind of intentional time that, no, I'm putting everything else away, God, and this is my time with you. Because that's, we need that. We have to survive on that. So God, I, I pray that everyone has the strength to keep pushing forward. And Lord, I just want you to open the doors and I want you to just see everything that you have in plan. I'm looking forward, Lord, to see what you have planned. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, music team. Like I said, I don't want you guys to think that doing stuff for fun is bad because it's not. But if we're not intentionally spending time with God, then it is bad. Because essentially we're, we're defeating ourselves if we are not intentionally spending time with Christ. You're just going to defeat yourself. You're just going to hurt yourself in that. And then you end up hurting everyone around you. Thank you for listening to this sermon from New Heights Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to learn more about the church, you can check us out online at churchtoledo.com. That's churchtoledo.com. RJ Shope is a young preacher up and coming to serve the Lord, like to share the gospel with anybody who'd be interesting, uh, interested in hearing it. Reach out to us at churchtoledo.com.